When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From the fifth quarter studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. So excited you decided to join us today. Before I jump into the podcast, go over and leave a five-star review. We really love those reviews. Leave some comments. I read all of them, and we would really appreciate that. But before we get started, I would definitely want to give a big shout-out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market, bar none. Um, mention Coach Unplugged. You get $450 off, and you'll get the best customer service you'll ever expect. Um, just mention Coach Collins, and they'll take really good care of you. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better it is the it is a one-stop shop for basketball coaches it's something you know when i started teachhoops.com it was uh, it, it was something it was it was what i would have wanted as a young coach before you know all the the state championships and all the nationally ranked teams that i've coached um and not to brag just to, to kind of tell um kind of my journey i would have killed for this stuff because it would have made my life so much easier a little bit of everything that you need to become a better basketball coach and we are the only people out there that offer 14 day free trial because we believe in it so much um follow the roadmap work on your craft and um you get me one-on-one mentoring so i can't imagine anything better than that i don't know um anyway go over and check it out and let's head off to the podcast all right welcome 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 to coach unplugged I believe I'm at episode. I'm over 1700, if you can believe that. Um, yeah, wow. Anyway, uh, that's a lot. And I'm still married. It's crazy. Um, I bought her Chipotle, so she's happy. She's somewhere with my dog, bought my daughter and her Chipotle. Um, so, Matt, I'm going to have you kind of introduce yourself and tell the people a little bit about your basketball journey and then we'll get to where you are now and then um but just i'm going to turn it over to you and just kind of because i always like this as a listener of other podcasts i want to know who i'm listening to and where they're coming from and kind of their their basketball journey and anything you want to share on that i will like i said before we went on the air i'll jump in and and we'll just take it from there so i'm gonna turn it over to you sure well my name is matt kittner um i am currently i'm gonna start where i am and then go all the way back 
currently an assistant men's basketball coach at the College of New Jersey, TCNJ. Okay, um, so I'm going to stop that. I let him in 30 seconds, listeners. Mm. Tell people where that is, what division yeah. it is. Sure. It's not a, It's not a one that, at least in a Midwest school, in the Midwestern, we know where it is or any of that kind of stuff. No, we're, we're located uh, in Ewing, New Jersey, which is right outside of Trenton. We're in the middle of the state of New Jersey. We're, we're close to Princeton University. We are a high academic division. And we compete in a conference called the NJAC, which is comprised of all New Jersey State Division Three athletic schools. Really? Okay. Yeah. So you've heard of the WEAC then? 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> and my son goes to Middlebury. You've heard of the NASDAQ. I have, yeah. Okay, okay. All right, perfect. So if we, so, so, I'm just making sure because I will refer <laughs> to them from time to time. Yeah, yeah. Have yeah. you heard of both of those? Per, per, yeah. Pretty good conferences. Both of them pretty good. Indeed. Well, Midwest basketball, absolutely. Very good, especially with D3. Yeah, very good. Uh, we don't, you know why? We don't have any D2s. We have one. That's, we have Park that's what I, yeah, that's what I've uh, been told. So, yeah, they all, and the Minnesota has a bunch of them. So we lose a lot of our kids to the, the mm. Minnesota ones. Um, mm. Or they go south too sometimes. Um, all right, so go back and let's. I want to hear about how you got to that. To that right. School. So um, it, as soon as I played basketball, I started playing basketball nine or ten years old. Um, I, I fell in love. It wasn't really a mystery to me about that. But I'm from a very very small town right outside of New York City on the Jersey side called Bogota, New Jersey. Um, for anybody familiar with New Jersey, it's in Bergen County, located near the George Washington Bridge. So I went to a really small public high school, graduated class, like 75 kids, but it was a very rich historic sports history at the school. My high school. So hold on. So hold on. So I, I kind of, I, my brother has a place in New York. So how yeah. far, like you jump on, how how far can you get, how long to get to Manhattan or, the, or where the trade centers were and stuff? Well, I would, with no traffic. So I would have to leave on a random night at like 2 a.m. or something. No traffic in Manhattan, but it would take me about like 10 minutes maybe okay okay yeah i'm right by i'm i'm very close to fort lee which is the town that connects new york city and new jersey it's what connects to george washington okay yep yep so yep. real close to that area um and north jersey is a hotbed of basketball so even though i was from a small town my high school i grew up around incredible basketball we played for a new jersey legend high school coach who has since retired with uh, I, th I think he, what did he get to like 700? If I messed that up, sorry, Coach Maloney. I'm, I'm, yeah, <laughs> um, and I had a good high school career. I was unrecruited. Um, I went to a small Division three college in New Jersey called Fairleigh Dickinson University, Florham. For those that have heard of FDU, yeah, uh, there are two. There was the one that got national notoriety during the NCAA tournament. There was a sister school that is still affiliated. Um, that's a Division three school. And I... Uh, went there. I did not play in my freshman year. You should just tell people you go to. You should you should skip well, that when you I'm tell gonna, people. I'm gonna get to. I'm gonna get. I gotta. I gotta get uh, to the last part of my story. So um, I went there. I played my freshman year. I actually had surgery on my shoulder my freshman year, uh, and I was unrecruited. But I was stayed in shape and connected with the basketball team, and ultimately walked on in my sophomore year. Um, had a, a decent two year career. I became a starter for a period of time became a rotational player, uh, which was me out kicking my coverage uh, as far as I was concerned as a walk-on. And I loved playing. I really fell in love with learning more aspects of the game. Scouting reports were new to me. Um, I came from an old old school high school coach who taught me how to be tough and play defense and, you know, be confident and all that. But 
he would admit like we were learning that we weren't going into the X's and O's as much. So by my senior year, I was no longer playing. I transferred over and graduated from the other FDU, uh, which is close to my hometown. It was it was like a, a mile away. So I lived at home and that started my coaching career. I went to that high school that I played at and graduated from. And I became the freshman boys coach during my senior year of college. And I was an assistant on the varsity staff. Um, and then the next year I learned how much I love basketball by going to law school for a year and learning that that was not what I wanted to do. And that I Amen. Missed There's everything. enough lawyers. Amen. Yeah. Mahoney's JV coach, associate head coach, whatever you want to call it. It was, it was a, a staff along with Mike Searles. I'm going to shout him out just in case he ever listens to this. Another great assistant teammate of mine. And I learned from a legend and he gave me so much freedom to give input and to run my team and to help him and coach some varsity games when he couldn't, um, that I got to a point where I knew I wanted to make it a career. And he was the first person that told me, like, you clearly don't want to be a teacher. And if you want to make basketball a career, it's at the college level. Um, so I spent a summer uh, applying to everything on hoop dirt. And uh, eventually one place called me back, which was Penn State University Abington, which is right outside of Philadelphia. It's a Division three school that now competes in the United East Conference. And at the time, the head coach was John Tanous. Hey, so before we jump in, first of all, a couple of things. Make, make sure you stay close to the mic because we lost you a little bit there. I'm not going to re-edit it out. So if people are listening, whatever. I just leave it. I don't have enough time to edit all that out. But um, so how many – I want to go back to your application process. Um, how many do you think you applied to? 60 to 70. And you just – if it was open, you just applied. If it was Duke or if it was a college in Tennessee or – something it was getting an application from me for sure that's crazy i i don't know if you've ever that's the that's like buzz williams man that's like i, I tell you want it bad enough you just keep go you grind it's like being an actor yeah i was grind. there was I, I felt like all of them were equally as unattainable in my mind so why not like if if i don't have it now i can't lose it so i right. can only gain it if i try to get it and the only advice that I was getting from people that I could talk to that were in the industry or whatever was, you got to be a little bit crazy uh, to do this anyway. And I was like, well, I'm going to be a lot of bit crazy then. Right. I'm gonna try this. Um, so Penn State Abington that summer, at least, was the only college that called me back. And it was for the assistant coach position. And it was the, the head coach at the time. His name was John Tanous. Um, he called me back and the phone conversation went well. And he invited me to campus and the campus visit went well. And he offered me the position. Uh, and I remember in the interview, uh, him asking me like, you know, the job only paid $4,000. So like, do you, do you have another job? Like, do you have a job? Do you have a place to live? And I told him yes to both things, even though I did not. Uh, but I was close enough to the Philadelphia area that I was already applying to jobs and I just figured I would figure it out. And if I didn't, then I wouldn't be able to get the job. Right. And I tell people at the D3 level, there aren't the rules. Like if you really no. want to do it, like I could walk down the street and volunteer to a D3 job. Like yes. obviously with my resume, I could do it. But if you trust me, they'll take the body. If, and then yeah. you can earn your, you can earn your keep. If you, I mean, they don't have yep. like, there's only so many guys that can sit on a bench at a D1 school. There's rules once you get mm -hmm. up to that level. But D3, I think they can have it. Twenty. It doesn't matter. I don't think. Yeah, it's a really what would restrict them is the budget. Like how many yeah. people are eating. You know how many how many uh, meals and and uh, hotel rooms do we need? Right. So right. Yeah. There's there's a lot of uh, a different approach to it. But it was a small staff. So when I got brought on, it was um it was the head coach myself 
and another assistant named Mike Evans. And, and it was us three and we were doing our thing. And that was my introduction into everything, college basketball, into recruiting, into scouting, into watching film and breaking it down. Um, the lack of player development at D3 compared to high school. I was used to doing everything with the boys in the in the off season and in the summer, getting in the gym with them. And Division three has restrictions on that. So I had to learn a new way to go about, you know, my days and about my life. But I still was absolutely in love with it and felt like in the beginning there was a little imposter syndrome, but it dissipated quickly because I was just enjoying what I was doing. Uh, and from that point, I knew I wanted to continue and try to grow in the industry. Um, and I spoke to as many people as I could, worked as many camps as I could, and eventually got the opportunity, which leads me to where I am now. Hey, well, so talk about the camp. Talk about the camp thing. What, what did the camp thing do to you, for you? So in my area, at least, um, an example, I'll, I'll name Hoop Group as a um, business that runs a lot of different exposure camps, summer camps, elite camps, you name it. And what it did for me, in the very least, was it made other people within my industry, other college coaches, aware of my existence. Because I would work those those camps, and that was a networking opportunity for me, in addition to a recruiting opportunity for me, if you treat it as such. Um, and I was eager, and I can be social at times, and I was most social during times when I felt like it would it would actually help me. And there's also what I ended up learning are there are a lot of wonderful, great people that are coaches. And it's no wonder that I loved coaches that I played for because some of these people are now my friends and they are competitors of mine during the season. But I also look at a lot of these camps as my opportunity to go just spend time with people that I enjoy being around. And those genuine relationships, as in any other industry, they can lead to job opportunities. Uh, and they can lead to a lot of other things. As well. I'm telling you, man. I'm <laughs> It's all about like life is about connections yeah. and whether it's fair or not, it is. I mean, I just, the more, the older I get, the more and more it's like, well, this person got this job. I mean, because he knew this and it's like all these, you know, if, if you're an actor, you, you roomed with this person and then they got a gig and then you got a gig. And it's like, it's the same thing. And it's a, and coaching is such a trust thing. That yeah. if I'm putting you on my staff and I'm a D2 or D1 coach, even a D3 coach, I got to make sure you're following the freaking rules because I ain't losing my job because you cheated or you made a mistake. or So there's a built of trust. And if I've spent enough time around you, I hopefully can do character. Yeah, I I don't think the young enough young coaches do that networking. They just want to get the job. I mean, it's yeah. it's a what I always look at it as. And it's again, it's advice that I would get from that were helping me is that assistant that you're that other assistant coach that you're working with at that camp they might be about to get a head coaching job and they might have a really good assistant position available if you demonstrate your best self when you're at camp with them and you're working your butt off and you're really engaging with the players and you're not just going through the motions or complaining about how long the day is or whatever it may be if you don't treat it like a grind but if you treat each of it each of those opportunities as an opportunity, then the right person might notice that. And they're going to remember you for that. You get an op you get the opportunity to shape your reputation based on your attitude, based on your work ethic. And I know, especially younger me, this is however many years ago, six years ago now, when I had a little bit more energy, some of those days I was really going crazy. I was really just trying to do absolutely everything that I could at that camp 
so that no matter what, they knew my name and they would invite me back. Because right, if I right. can keep going and I can keep showing up, now people recognize me. And now there are more connections and a reputation that's positive. Right. Yeah. So how did the, how did the job end up? And how long have you been there? And how did you get the job you're in right now? I just finished. I, I stayed three seasons at, at Penn State Abington. The last season that I was there was 2019-2020. So our season, we did we made the conference tournament, but we did not make the NCAA tournament that year. So our season was over before COVID hit. But it also, as it affected everybody else, there was a big unknown when COVID hit if we would have a basketball team the next year, if the season would happen. Um, and fortunately, at the time, uh, my my boss at the time, John Tanous, he was a big advocate of mine of trying to find a, a different job. He knew I was from New Jersey um, and a friend of mine made me aware of the opening at where I'm at now, TCNJ. And I knew I had contacted that head coach in the past about uh, position. My current boss, Matt Goldsmith, who's a tremendous head coach. Um, and we connected during COVID. It was November of 2020. And I spoke on the phone with him and uh, interviewed with him over the course of a couple of weeks. It was a different you know, way to do things back then. And when he gave me the, uh, the offer to be the assistant, there was no hesitation. I was really excited to go to a high academic division three, which was a place that I always, or uh, an area of college basketball I always wanted to be in and to go back to New Jersey and, and to, to recruit my state uh, and have a lot of pride in that. And that was something that was a, a wonderful opportunity for me. They were coming off of a conference championship season as well. So tell me about, so, so let's say I'm a coach in, I don't know, and, and I've met you and I'm a head coach in, uh, you know, I don't know, I'm going to pick a like Tennessee something. I don't know, somewhere. Mm -hmm. So, you, I, I would assume as assistant, you have to bring something to the table, like an expertise. Like if I'm in Tennessee, you're going to be my East coast guy. Like you better know the East coast in and out because when I bring you in, I already got a West coast guy and I already got, I don't know. How does, is that the way it works? Absolutely. It's, it's man, it ties back to what we were just talking about, right? Like the strength of your network, the strength of the relationships that you have in my world and where I'm at, we're a state school. So we focus on the state and that's a benefit to us, right. but it's a competitive state and there's a lot of other state schools. So we're still recruiting against Pennsylvania, which is very close to New Jersey, New York, which is very close to New Jersey. And then everything within the state of New Jersey, as well as, as I said, you know, we're, we're a high academic college. We recruit uh, against the Ivy and the Patriots sometimes because the Ivy is not a scholarship type of situation. So it's a little different, but for me, where I felt like I could provide value to Coach Goldsmith and to TCNJ, and ultimately I guess he agreed, is I do have a lot of contacts in New Jersey. I was a high school coach in the state for six years. I played basketball in the state. Um, I know AAU coaches within the state. And being able to tap into those different networks, but more than anything, and I think even Coach even told me this, is I didn't pretend to have a bigger network than I had. What I told him was, I will drive anywhere and everywhere in the state, wherever I need to be. I'm not going to miss or I'm not. There's no rock that I'm not going to be willing to turn over. So even right, if I right. don't have the network yet, watch how quickly I can build it if given the opportunity. And that being my primary focus. Yeah, I love that. I love that. You know, people, sometimes it's easier to, to be like a little Ivy or your school or an Ivy or stay, because you can eliminate 75% <laughs> yes. of the uh, basketball players. Like <laughs> I can't true. look, I can't look at you. 
Like, sorry, yes. you're a two point. You got a, a 21 on the ACT. I sorry. You could, you could be LeBron. I can't look at you cause you ain't getting in. Like I, it's a, it's a hundred percent accurate. It becomes uh, sometimes very disappointing when right. we are at an event and we see somebody and fallen basketball lust. And then the first question, and you know, this is something. It's a classic line. I remember hearing it when I was sitting at five star and Pocono invitation. And coaches would say, first thing I'm going to ask your high school coach is, what are your grades?" And I remember rolling my eyes, like, "No, you're not. If somebody's in here 360 dunking, then you're not going to ask that." And now here I am reaching out to these coaches. Hey, coach, can I get a copy of his transcript? Right. What's his GPA? Right. Yep. And yep. so, so it basically, it's all the same people recruiting the same kid because there's only so there's only so many of them. There are uh, some hidden gems once in a while, but there are only so many. There's you know? a reason that those college assistants are my friends. We see right. each other so often. We're in the same gyms. I can almost predict when I'm going to watch a certain high school player. Oh, I'm going to see this college. I'm going to see that college. Right. I know I'm right. going to see this guy there. Yep. So a lot of times certain players, especially if they get a, a certain uh, a tag on them where the AAU program will say high academic threes, you need to be on this kid. Well, now any high academic three, yeah. they better yeah. be doing their job. They better be on that kid. Do you work? Uh, do you work the Ivy camps? I do. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great. That's where Drew got. That's where my son got seen. Yeah, that I, that's a great because it's a trickle down. Like, one hundred percent. The Ivies have become. I, we have a committed player yeah. in upcoming class that I saw at Yale camp. Yeah. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. And I tell them, I tell the kids, too, the ones I've talked to, too. I say, just get to it. You don't have to go to all of them. Most most of the coaches, right? Yeah, the same guys that you go to the Dartmouth one, you go to the, you know, whatever one. You're the same guys. You know, Drew saw Drew had the Colby guy on him, um, and I think he – I don't remember which camp, but eventually it was – he ended up on his team at the Dartmouth. But anyway. It's, yeah, yeah. Um, That's how it happened. Same faces at the same places. Exactly. It is. Um, so, side note, uh, do you guys go after prep school kids? So, that's, that's part of what's the new – uh, recruiting landscape now is in the past that would not have been our target at all. Uh, Coach Goldsmith, who in his, I think he just finished his eighth year, has had tremendous success at TCNJ, especially when you compare it relative to what the 25, 30 years were prior. Uh, won a conference championship in 2020, won the first round of the NCAA tournament over Marietta, who was number six in the country at the time. So we've had a number of pros and all Americans over the last couple of seasons. But 
And that's all been from recruiting high school players and developing them for four years and, right. and all of that. But COVID changed a lot. The, the transfer portal changed a lot. High school players that in the past may have been scholarship level athletes at the time now go prep before they do that. There's just been a shift. And we are more open now than we would have been in the past to those types of players. With I think for the high academic kids, this is having talked to my son who's a sophomore. He goes, and he he just turned 21. He's a sophomore. He took a gap year rather than yeah. prep, prep year. And he goes, all my friends are my age. Like, yeah. they're all like, this kid came from this prep school. This kid came from yeah. this prep. I mean, they obviously, you know, he has a friend who came from the Bay Area and went to a public school. But he goes, I bet two-thirds of Middlebury's thing is prep school kids. And they're older. So they're more right. mature. It's like a that's red exactly shirt year. It. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what ultimately what I think that is whether or not it's said what we're ultimately seeing is when the people that high school athletes used to be uh, competing against were other high school athletes. That's changed now. So the transfer portal makes it attractive for colleges to pick a player that has had three years of strength and conditioning coach college and played in college and is older and more mature and body is more developed. And a prep school kid has one year or maybe two, whatever it is, to try to catch up to that. Right. But right. it makes it even more difficult for a current high school athlete to be as enticing because you're no longer just being evaluated compared to your age peers or your high school peers. You're in a pool of a lot of different players. Of that men. You're in a pool of men. Of men. Like Absolutely. when my son graduated, he was a boy still at 18. Yeah physically a boy now he's at like holy crap because he's been lifting he's gotten stronger he's like it's yeah it's, it's boys versus it, men like holy absolutely crap. absolutely <laughs> and that's that's a big difference so for us a prep i mean we we are going to consider it now more so than what we probably would have three years ago yeah yeah i, I think that's an interesting um is there a moment in your career success failure that another coach could learn from. Uh, it, it, I don't. It, it's it's interesting because I wouldn't want to like bring up the exact same thing again. But it's it's helped me going forward. So I even use it. It's the applying to sixty or whatever amount of jobs on hoop dirt moment. It was when I just went. I'm all in. That was when I knew I was all in. Was how many I I treated it like a full time job. I was up from about nine to five, and that was going to be my thing. I took a lunch break, but I was applying a job. That was my day, and. When I finally got the opportunity and it act, I still grasp onto that feeling of that summer of what that felt like and how desperate I was to get into it, that I can tap into that, that desperation. I can tap into that desire and the passion that I had to even just be considered at that time. So uh, I hear just, I, I really, I do, I hear a lot of college coaches or people that talk about what I do and they call it a grind and I've worked so many other jobs in my life that I've never approached this. Like it's a grind. Is it time consuming? Yes. Do I not have the same social life that I used to? I don't, but that was a choice. That was something right. that I knew going in, but I also get to have a ton of fun with young people that we share the exact same interests and it's the most interesting personalities and it keeps me young in shape learning all the time i i just don't look at it like a grind and i feel like i can have that perspective because i also have the perspective of the desperation 
of wanting it so bad. Wanting it. And <laughs> what I tell people too, you know, it's the thing. Like I've like, I, I, I'm a teacher and a basketball coach. I love both of them. And I've never gone to work a day in my life. Right. Ever. Never gone to work a day in life. I said, I know when it's two 30 and I just spent the last 45 minutes watching film two 30 <laughs> in the morning. I go, <laughs> yes. Shit. I got to get up at seven. I got to go to bed. I don't want to go to bed, but I got to go to bed. Um, I was doing that the other night. I was freaking i'm still watching film and it's like I gotta, it's it was one and i go i gotta go to bed like i'm not tired but i gotta go to bed because i know i'll be tired in the morning and yep. it's like that's when you know it's not a job it's not like i'm not looking at it as like oh crap you know um it's fun like this i like doing this so it's like i yeah. do it it's like i'm old I, well, i'm gonna do what i like to do and but yeah. that that's what i tell the young guys because if it's a grind and you don't want to go in and open the gym up like as a high school coach you don't want to go out and do that in the middle of July when, you know, then that ain't, then, then it's a grind. Then that ain't yeah, for so, you. Right. You know? Right. Right. Maybe you can, be an assistant the rest of your life or be a freshman yeah. coach. That's great. You can just do that part time and you won't, but if you yeah. want to lead the ship or, or do it at the collegiate level, you better be all in or you ain't going to win. And it's going to be even more miserable. At least it's winning true. solves some of it. Yeah, it's true. You know, I'm fortunate to be around young coaches, graduate assistant coaches, and I got into this a little bit later than what a typical graduate assistant does. And a lot of times, the advice that I give to them is, uh, if you want to do the job right, there's a certain way to do it, and it's going to take this commitment to something that can only be replicated in what your playing days were when you were at your craziest trying to develop. If you can tap into that same mentality of getting reps in, recruiting every day, whether it's a text message, email, or actually going to a game, but being on it every day and making sure that you are opening up the gym for that player, whether it is early in the morning or late at night and you had a long day, none of that can matter. You have to give yourself up to something bigger than you, just like you did as a player. And when a lot of people buy into that same mentality, then you can move proverbial mountains as a program. As you, a can, you can. So I have a question about recruiting. So how many, okay, so you're recruiting, D3 is a little different. So you're going to recruit uh, if I can, 24s. Five. And I'm going to recruit 24s right now. And I, have, and I don't have a window. Like there, I'm, not, I'm not hamstrung by a period, by dead, live, quiet. So I get to be out and about whenever I want. Right, and and you're recruiting 24s. That's it. We are. You're not worried uh, about. Yeah, we're still. I mean, we're still wrapping up 23s to be. You know, at this point, but we are recruiting 24s. We'll look at 25. We'll get an early list. Hey everybody, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like. No matter where you listen, Apple, Spotify, we love those five star reviews. Make sure you also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.